Oh, you mean where it says Tristan Gallagher is starting to record? Oh, you <laughs> want me to? Oh, you want me to actually hit record this time, Chad? Oh, oh my God! So, uh, you missed out on the greatest four hours of conversation we've ever had. I'm hitting record <laughs> now, so we can kind of summarize it. Uh, we figured out uh, desalinization, like yep. pretty much solved it. Uh, nuclear fission. fission. Oh, cold fusion. We got that in the bag. Done. Uh, I'm not going to remember it, unfortunately. Uh, we didn't write anything down. Damn it. I just, I wish I had, I should have hit record. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, well, 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 Chad, how are you doing today anyway? Uh, well, you know, I just solved all the world's problems and forgot. So I guess it can only go down from here. (laughs) It's all downhill from here. Uh, so true. I'm I'm back in my laundry room. Mm. (laughs) Living the dream. (laughs) The laundry dream. The laundry dream. Got all caught up in my laundry this week, so it's very exciting for me. (laughs) That is, I mean, what more do you want? (sighs) Caught up on laundry. Yeah. Uh, It was. It was a week for me, for sure. Was it? Was it really? It was actually. What happened to you? It was. It was. So. All right. COVID. Maybe you've heard of it. I have. Yes. I'm not going to get wild about this, but uh, I have children. Yes, you one do. One of them goes to a public school. I'm so sorry. I'm not, not going to say which one. Um, they were going two days a week. So two days at the school, half mm-hmm. classes. Yep. Half students in the building. And then two days remote learning. And Good that news. was fairly manageable. Not too mm-hmm. bad. Because I'm working from home too. And my wife has a job. In the school system as well. Okay, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, but apparently, a lot of people got mad, and they demanded that we go back five days a week. Whoa! What? Huh? Now hold on. We didn't go back. We're not going back five days a week. We're going back four days a week for the last <clears throat> barely month and a half of the school year. <laughs> We've decided to completely redo how we do everything for the last month and a half of a school year. That, and, seems, uh, that seems about accurate. To yeah, I, it, I've I, seen they people sent out things. a survey to the parents, and I may have said things like, this is insane. <laughs> this is also <laughs> stupid. You're all a why bunch of dumb dumbs. Why hate would you, you do all. this now? We should have brought this up six months ago. You know, things like <laughs> things like that is what I said back. Um they're probably not very popular with the superintendents. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, um, your life's your life's desire to be popular with the superintendent. That was my goal. It's what Always we it's what goal. we all strive for. <laughs> but um, so, anyways, they were this this is all going to happen. It's not going to start till after April vacation, which is next week. But two weeks ago, so basically every time there's like a, a COVID incident, um, I get an email. Yep. That says such and such school had a COVID case, you know, such and such school. Right? And I was mm-hmm. getting a lot of emails <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> and then the the week before vacation, which was this week, um, they were like, oh, by the way, there's too many people who have COVID. <laughs> we're going uh, we're going red, which is full remote for this week. And I was like, dope. I'm so glad we made the call to go back four days. Like, and it's uh, almost like 
everyone in the world could have seen this coming if they just looked at it. It's almost like every sane person who saw this situation knew what was going to happen, and yeah. they kept going. Now, listen, there's, there are some things I understand about it, because there, there was about a three-hour Zoom meeting where parents showed up to basically... Yeah, I wouldn't say say their piece, scream their piece for a while. I didn't stand being around their children anymore, basically. A lot of people, I get to work from home. Right. Okay. I have that luxury. And that is a luxury in this day and age to be able to work from home and not have that be impacted too much. And there's a lot of people that don't have that. I'm familiar. You know, there's a lot of people who have to put their kids in childcare and like these kids are getting bounced around like uh, pinballs from building the building yes. uh, and that, and that sucks. And you know, the, the, the vote I believe was four to three in favor of rate going to four days. So it wasn't really like a landslide victory in either direction, okay. but there are more people where this sucks for them than it is for people where it doesn't suck yeah, as much for them. Yeah. I see what you it's mean. It's basically this, it's basically this, that's the situation. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> But I will say doing everyday remote and working from home and also dealing with my other child who is not in school yet while my wife is at work is great. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What a week it was for old Chad. There was definitely some Chad. Yeah, there was definitely a couple days where I was like, I'm getting in the car and I'm just going to the grocery store. And they're like, do you need anything? And I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, I just need to get out. I'm just going to push a cart around. I'm going to buy one thing. And then I'm just going (laughs) to listen to the radio for a bit and then come back home. Wow. And uh, so that so you're doing great. I made it. Okay. We made it. We made made it it through. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's a it's weird. It's very weird, and I feel very, very bad for any parent that's signed up to do that fully remote for this entire year. Like, good lord. It was a struggle. For sure. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I I know, I mean, there's definitely parents who are just flat out struggling with this, because, like, you know, you can see who submitted their assignments. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that on there. And, you know, it's just like half of them are blank. (laughs) You know, it's like... Ooh. What are you going to do? Go to their house and be like, hey, could you do shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker, I have a job. Okay. I have to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's one of many millions of reasons why I didn't have kids. You know, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so it's, many it just, reasons. It, it, the whole situation sucks. And I, I get why people are angry. But at the same time, it's just like nothing in our society was prepared for this. No, no. You know, like the school was never built big enough just in case the everyone has was to stand never six built feet apart. big enough. You that know, there were enough teachers for the students that are in a school period. Right. The Every school, school is I not went to had trailers teachers enough, period, right. for what they have to do let alone if things go to shit and then they have to do six other jobs. There's our system is so fucked. We have so little oversight of anything in the United States right now. It is 
crazy. Like, <laughs> capitalism has gone so hog wild with the world <laughs> that it's just like... 30 feral hog wild. It's <laughs> so many feral... It's like feral hogs are in charge of our educational system. <laughs> and and what I need is an AR-15 and a helicopter <laughs> in order to take care of them. <laughs> uh, no, it's... It's stupid. It's insanity. It really is. Yeah. Like, I, you just, you see all of these people who cannot possibly get an education. You know, just the number of children who are in a situation where they're just, it's not going to be possible for them mm-hmm. to actually get a real education. And that was before COVID. And now yeah. with COVID, it's 10 times worse. And I mean, this kind of shit is just going to keep happening. And that's the other thing that, I think that people are not prepared for and everyone is, you know, is like, oh, no, everything's cool. It's like, it's not. I mean, as the glaciers keep melting and new shit keeps finding its way out into the world, shit's going to go bad again. There are going to be more bad things happening, let alone just, you know, the entire environment collapsing in 30 years, which, you know, is also a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't because I don't know how it was for you growing up in Prescott, you know. Uh, but my the, the schools I went to weren't big enough for kids being piled on top of each other. Like we had yeah. trailers on trailers outside as well. So then I don't know why anyone's surprised at this point when they're just like, "Well, we can't fit all the kids in the school, and they have to stand six feet apart." That's like, well, of course you can't. <clears throat> you you couldn't put them in when they were three inches no. from each other. No, it's you know, it... like that's not new. Like, and then the idea of being like, well, the online education system isn't very good. And it's just like, yeah, we never put any money or time into it. You know, Correctamundo. we never thought in our, I guess, like in our arrogance that this would. <laughs> our happen. hubris. Our hubris. You know, and I, I do think this is an opportunity for someone to swoop in and be like, hey, we've made a decent <laughs> online education system that isn't completely mind numbing and makes you want to kill yourself. But I, you know, I don't know. Sure, I can't even, I can't picture it. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not something that I'm like, I, what does that look like though? You know, like, I, I mean, that's a big, that's a, that's a million dollar. That's a billion dollar. That's true. It is a billion dollar question. It, it is a question. question. Like, and, and it's something that probably should be, it should be possible. And honestly, it should be possible for people. Well, from where I come from, it seems like if, if there were infrastructure in place, if everyone had broadband and someone Mm -hmm. did create some sort of like honest to God solution for people in Northern Maine, the, the level of spread between people, there were people up there who were taking you know hour and a half long bus rides you know because they're so fucking far away from school and Mm -hmm. it's like how about shave that three hours off considering you know that they're going home to do chores on their farm you know like they're taking this eight hours and then this other three hours and they still have to fucking feed the chickens and shit you know like it, they're all rural. It's all, you know, it's not like they're going to, it's not like they're going home to their, you know, their orthodontist parents. They're going home to a farm where they are right. required to work. 
right. and, and how if long they until could... school becomes an annoyance right exactly and i mean if yeah. if they were if they could do remote learning throughout the year it would be helpful or at least say you know three days out of the year or you know three days out of the week two days out of the week and then right. the rest of the time you you go in so that they can socialize and whatever i mean yeah. i'm not saying that the socialization aspect is nothing but um I mean, I never had it, and I didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, everything's okay with me. Uh, everything's uh, fine with me. Well, yeah, it's funny, and I'm and I'm interested to see what comes out of this because obviously everything's not done yet. But I would imagine, especially in like the high school levels, yeah, that there's probably some kids doing way better than there yeah. are, you know, because I I went to a. I graduated from Portland High School, and I wasn't there for this, but I remember one of the teachers there telling us that. It's a, it's a, I think it's the oldest high school in the country now. I, I think it's the only oldest designated high school in the country now. So it's a very old building and they were doing work on it in the day. So they had all the kids start coming in at night. What? What? High school was night school, essentially. <laughs> this, this is what the teacher told me. And, oh my God. and he was saying how A students became C students and C students became A students. Whoa. Because of, because of the night change, because of the time change. Holy shit. You know, which is always a thing for me, actually, because I was shit in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute garbage, you know? And I was like, oh, man, I wish, I kind of wish I could pick the time that I could do stuff like that. And I don't know if yeah. that's, I don't know if that's where we're heading or not. I don't know. I mean, like, I was garbage all day, so I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> If I could have got a diploma for doing a kickflip, I could have graduated early. But no. <laughs> no, I would not have. Uh, no. I, yeah, no. Flip All tricks right. were never my thing, man. I could not do them to save my life. I don't know. Couldn't I couldn't heel flip for fuck's sake? And everybody could heel flip. That was like Jesus. the one. That was the one thing that always that always eluded me was yeah. the flip tricks. I I literally landed my first kickflip when I was forty. Like. Oh. Me and Adam Cogswell were like just screwing around skating in a driveway and I was mm-hmm. using uh, an old freestyle board, like yep. the Rodney Mullen freestyle board. So it's like super thin. And I was like, I bet I can kickflip this. I can't kickflip my regular board, but I bet I can kickflip this. And f- so for like 45 minutes, I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I landed one and I was like, there you go. Yeah, my career is complete. I don't need to. <laughs> there we go. Oh, thank you God. Broke the board in half. Well, I mean, it really was it. like like a fucking albatross around my neck since high school that like I was the yeah. only person who couldn't kickflip. And like yeah. I could ollie. I could ollie decently over things, you know, pretty, pretty decent ollies. But for some reason, I just couldn't wrap my head around how to flip. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there it is. So now I feel better, which is That's why like, well, I. Everything was a no comply, either, so which I was really into. <laughs> Listen, no complies are so much cooler than kickflips, and that was what I was obsessed I, with. Well, I didn't actually start trying to skate until a few years ago. See, there you go. And then I was a smart you have an person excuse. who bought a. And then I was a smart person who bought a house of a dirt driveway, so that's been kind of put on hold. That is, that's not great. I literally, I. I've told my wife several times, like, I'm going to pave the driveway just so I can skate. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I want to do. That's the, like my complete motivation for wanting to pave the drive. I wish it wasn't so goddamn expensive, but 
that is literally my motivation of them showing up being like so what do you want to move i want to be able to skate (laughs) right uh but like the turnaround and can i skate can i skateboard in this i it's so funny like that that has been i mean unsurprisingly that's my one jealousy of people with kids is Mm -hmm. my friends who have children who then decide they want to skateboard. And this has happened multiple times that people's kids are like, I want to start skating. And I was just like, ah, let me help you. <laughs> Let's do this. This is great. Oh. And you know, like, well, prepare to get pumped. I listen, man, if your they're, kids, they're already, they're already using my boards, dude, I'm, I'm there. I will, I will help in any way I can. Yeah, we have um, like this small slab of concrete that has like a little walkway, but it's like perfect for them. You see, if and it's flat. It's angled. It's angled just slightly, so like they don't have to like push off too much. Oh, but nice. But they're basically just they're working on their balance while riding, is what they're doing right now. If you get one of those like little like completely flat concrete areas, uh, mm-hmm. set them up with a freestyle board and start teaching them like <laughs> flatland tricks. Oh, they're gonna. That they're gonna have a half pipe real soon. Don't. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my that god. That X Games money is gonna pay for the house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. Oh, uh, you know it's so funny. I mean, this is obviously this is my this is my old man yells at cloud, for mm-hmm. for all of this. But nothing yeah, makes nothing makes me sadder. I it, like I'm not even angry about it. I'm not like it doesn't make me. I don't go, oh, you fucking kids and your multi-million-dollar skate contracts. Um, I go, oh, this is this is a bummer because this has really changed the thing that I love. Like one mm-hmm. of the things that I have loved more than anything in my life was skateboarding, and uh, and man, when all of this shit went down and the X Games got really huge. And then people started getting sponsored by Nike and Mountain Dew and shit. And it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is really not what I, what I loved about it. You know, we were all outsiders and punk rockers and it was like street kids. And it was like, if you had a board, you could do this thing that was, you know, part of a culture. And now mm-hmm. it's part of a corporate culture that it's taken so much away from the things that I loved about it because it was, it was literally more about the culture than it was about the skateboarding. And now Mm -hmm. it's about people doing, you know, 15 sets of stairs, you know, or whatever, like all the death wish skaters that are like doing these massive drops that, you know, they're going to replace their knees when they're in their twenties. And it's a bummer. (laughs) It's like, I get it. It's fucking cool. Like I look at it and I go, that is amazing. And I, you know, it's like a, it's like evil Knievel shit, but it's yeah. also like, it's, it's very little having to do with the, the culture that I remember. And again, I'm, I'm well aware that this is the, like the most old man shit that you can say, but you know, I'm pushing mm-hmm. 50. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I yeah, guess I'm well, not I guess, really. I guess I'm not really pushing fifty, but I'm in my forties for fuck's sake. So, I mean, the thing associated with it too that you just mentioned. I mean, punk rock is basically the same thing, though. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was so, basically until so someone until someone with money got a hold of it and then realized they could make money off of it. That was. Yeah, and and it, you know. but there is there is a thing, and and I understand how 
the world exists without like you can have that that surface Nike world and you can still have the underground that is fun and that is people who understand that skateboarding is fun and is not mm-hmm. just about you know the progression it's not just about the athleticism it's not just about all of that shit and I've seen it. There's there's a, a crew of skaters in Boston that blow my mind, and I'm totally blanking on their fucking names, and it makes me sad that I've forgotten it. But they release <laughs> videos, they release VHS videos of their <laughs> skating, and they yep. are, they're just, you know, they're like mixtape VHSs where they're cutting in dumb shit like the old days, like it looks like something off, you know, like Channel 5 in 1986, you know, where they're just like, here's crazy, crazy shit juxtaposed with all this other stuff. And then we're going to skate this trash. Like there's just like a pile of shit on the ground and we're going to skate it. And it's just fun stuff that they're doing with like broken pieces of curb. And like, they're just having fun dick it around. And that is like so inspiring and fun for me, especially in my old age when I can't really do it anymore. I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there anymore, sadly. You know, I you still, can, you can still ride though. Oh, you? I can still ride. I mean, and I can yeah. like, I can still ride. I can still Ollie. I can still do stuff. Um, you know, I, I did like a five foot power slide in the store the other day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, I wonder how far I can go on this. <laughs> yeah. Turns I mean, out I think quite we've... far on tiled floor. Um, I'm pretty sure every Coast City employee has at least ridden this a skateboard in that store back and forth at least a few times. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I have video of Sean, uh, Sean Murphy skating down, oh, the, down the aisles of Coast City. Uh, and Drunk he was like, not. what do you think? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. absolutely, it was like, uh, I think it was when Scott Snyder was here and it was, uh, Sean was skateboarding down the aisle. Scott Snyder, Sean, drunk as hell like Mm -hmm. obviously scott had brought over some fucking whiskey that was worth more than my house you know that kind of thing (laughs) and he was like here try this it's made out of the fucking blood of six presidents or something and it's (laughs) fermented in their skull (laughs) yes this was fermented in teddy roosevelt's skull for the last (laughs) 50 years uh and and we drank it and then Sean said, hey, I think I should probably drunk skateboard down the aisle since I haven't been on a skateboard in, I don't know, 30 years. And so he did. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. he did not break his hand like we all thought. We were all just sitting there going, oh, my God, DC is going to firebomb my house. He's like (laughs) right in the middle of the first white night, I think. And I was just like, oh, God, please don't do this. Please don't break your hand. He's going to finish drawing it with his left hand after this. He's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, honestly, it would be Colleen that would break my face. So it wouldn't be DC that I would be worried about. Yeah. Dan DiDio shows up at my house. That would... <laughs> Although I would not want that either. You're like, hey, I'm glad that you're here. I got some I'm things to tell you. <laughs> Let me explain to you how you fucking ruined this company. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I know. I did it. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? I know, I love the Metal Men, and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I'm going to fix this company by putting the Metal Men in everything. Quick, another <laughs> Omax series. That'll oh. do it. <laughs> He's got a got Mohawk. It. 
He does. He, he sure, sure does. does guys. He sure mm. does. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. What a strange place this is. So many odd things have happened in this store. It's true. It's true. I know. I I I think my wife was asking about which celebrities had shown up. Oh, I thought you were going to. I thought you were store. going to mention uh, uh, Temple Smith getting drunk here and drawing cats' asses on everyone's stomachs. <laughs> do, you yeah. remember, do you remember <laughs> when remember Temple that. Smith got wasted here? And I uh, remember that. And like for some reason he was grabbing sharpies and turning everyone's navels into cat assholes, and that yep. was uh, that was the party trick that <laughs> that Ben was doing. What a delight! Yeah, the after the conventions were definitely <laughs> questionable <laughs> things occurred for sure. So many questionable <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely enjoyed that. That was yeah. that was much more fun than the conventions. I think and, those, those are the best parts. Yeah, but that's what's so funny is that that's what's kind of happened now. Um, when we stopped mm-hmm. doing the convention, Sean would still like be like, "Hey, do you want to go do whatever?" and like invite some people up, and then mm-hmm. uh, they'd go do mecaf or they'd do whatever, and we wouldn't have to deal with all of that nonsense. And then they'd all come over here and party. And it was really fun to have those people show up without oh, the responsibility right. of actually fucking booking anything. Yeah. Ever, yeah. They got some heat for that day, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't go to the, they didn't go to the after parties that, that that place had and they just came here, but whatever. Yeah. I remember there's, there was some weird stuff about that if I remember correctly, but what, what are mean, you going to do? Could, you didn't tell them what to do. They just showed I up. Was... I didn't tell them that they had to come here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, hey. They just wanted to go to a fun place. That's all. Sean said, hey, everybody wants to come over and get drunk and play pinball. And I said, okay, cool. I have pinball and I can <laughs> drink your expensive booze too. And is that so, not America? My God. <laughs> that's America, God damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, the pinball machines are all buried. And I, I know. I made a, a personal, like, I was like, this is my goal today is Mm -hmm. to unbury Ghostbusters and actually get it out and balance it and play some. Mm -hmm. I did not manage to do that today. (laughs) I had too much (laughs) other bullshit to do, unfortunately, but it's it's still, it's on my list and I'm going to do it and we will have one functional pinball machine, maybe not for the public, maybe just for us, but damn it. I want to have a fucking pinball machine to play. I'm I'm sick of not being able to to use these things. Having these unbelievably amazing things just sitting there yeah. and untouched is such a bummer. Buried like the DeLorean in Back to the Future 3. You're just yeah. just waiting to blast <laughs> so you can go get it. I honestly uh. I have I have seriously considered I mean, you know how small our condo is. Uh, but I've still, I've considered bringing Ghostbusters home, you know, like it has, it has been like a possibility in the back of my head. I can only imagine the acoustics of that in that building. Oh yeah. No, we would not be popular. (laughs) Yeah. They would kick you out. (laughs) It's funny though, because it's, it's amazing how little sound carries in that place. Luckily Mm -hmm. the person in the condo, beside us we have one direct neighbor to one side 
and he is deaf as a post. He's like <laughs> 72 years old and you have to yell everything you say to him. It is the goddamned best. I mean, obviously not for him. I'm, I wish his, his hearing was better for his, <laughs> for his own health and safety, but right. as I don't think stands, anyone was thinking that, <laughs> but as a, as a person who lives next door to them, it is wonderful to be able to make whatever fucking noise we want. He can't hear us. And our upstairs yeah. neighbor seems to not notice anything either because we've got those fucking 16 foot high ceilings. So it's like, you know, you kind of right. like, there's a lot of space before it gets up there. So even mm-hmm. when our cats are screaming at the top of their lungs in the corners, he doesn't, he claims he can't hear anything. So, yeah. Cause uh, for those who don't know, you live in an old schoolhouse. Yes. We live yeah. in uh, an old Catholic school. So it's right. definitely haunted by some terrible things. Um, but <laughs> oh, I mean, standard. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, it's, I think the way that it's laid out, maybe they all, maybe every schoolroom looked like this, but it feels like it was a basketball court. Like that's what the, <laughs> that's what the room feels like, except that mm-hmm. there are, there are chalkboards going all the way across the room. So literally we have like the two walls that aren't windows or a bathroom and kitchen on one side. Mm-hmm are just chalkboards. So like 25 feet in one direction, 25 feet in the other direction, just chalkboard. Um, mm-hmm. But we decided that acoustically that was unpleasant uh, to have <laughs> that, that kind of tinny snapback from every sound that occurs. So we mm-hmm. decided that we would just say, fuck it and cover them all up with soundboard. So yeah. it kind of Fair. ruined the, it ruined the ability for us to write passive aggressive notes on the walls about things yes or for the ghosts to write messages Ooh, for you on the walls. Boy. yeah so you know. they're probably more pissed about that than anything <laughs> i'm uh, sure i'm sure that makes them sad yeah <laughs> we've given them ample opportunity to do things as i always do when i go into some sort of haunted situation i am the white person that every comedian complains about um, as far as being in a haunted situation i am the one mm. that hears the thing and is like good Say something. <laughs> and somehow I have yet to hear anything. Yeah, well, because they oh, don't no. want to be told to say something. <laughs> Make the walls bleed, like, man. Well, Come on, do it, do it. <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to do it if he's asking. <laughs> I'm not going to do it for you. Uh. <laughs> There's an art to this respect the crap. <laughs> you know, um, uh, actually, I was just thinking, uh, speaking of drinking, and people we know and doing fun stuff. I was actually just remembering the, uh, the drinking draws we used to do at LFK. Oh man, that was fun. Those were really, I really enjoyed those. Me too. That was a, that was a blast. I also really enjoyed those burgers. <laughs> okay. But. So the best part of that was that somehow, because we had arranged some sort of thing, we got free burgers. Those yeah. burgers were fucking amazing. And I haven't Woo! had an LFK burger in forever. And are they still know, open? They are. And I don't know why okay. I haven't done that. Um, yeah. That's uh that's Johnny Welliver's place. And it's yeah. fucking amazing. It literally is the best burger in the world. I think I think pretty much hands down, I would put it up against what I think the other possibility is uh is uh, Great Lost Bear. I very much like theirs. But mm-hmm. I think I think LFK is the best. 
yeah, I have very, very fond memories of those burgers. Uh, yeah, no, they were just delicious, just like perfectly cooked and seasoned. Yeah, the cheese was really good on it. Like just everything about it was just really, really good. And you couple that with uh, drinking and drawing. <laughs> well, by God, you got yourself an evening. Yeah, and, uh, it, that was a, that was a blast. I I definitely wish we could do that again. Yeah, I I still those are good. <laughs> you know because. Uh, <laughs> Because all of our friends are insane. I still have a full oil painting from Chris Dingwell that he did at the... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but basically Dingwell was like, well, I don't really sketch. I paint. Could I come in and do a thing? And I was like, fuck, I guess. I I don't think anybody's going to really complain. (laughs) And so Dingwell painted this full canvas of this insane image he did his own version of this image of a child with a mascot bart simpson who was like a knockoff bart simpson costume and it was like holding this child and the kid was freaking out and so he painted this like abstract version of this scene that he had found somewhere and it's out back (laughs) it's it's still on the wall out back Along yeah. with the Dingwell has given me two oil paintings, including and one. One is massive. Though. One is like four feet by four feet. And yeah. it is of my head. Uh which uh, is and you're a manwich paint, right? Yes, and, and I'm in my full manwich costume, which was very, very nice of him. It was for the Manwich Art Show, which mm-hmm. we did a million years ago, which was a thing. We literally threw, we had a show, we had a concert, we mm-hmm. played a show, and people brought artwork to display based on Manwich songs. Uh, and it was a really good art show. There were some really good pieces. Yeah. I, that was cool. There were a couple that I really want. And now I, <laughs> I, I almost bought one because I was like, oh shit, I should make that into a t-shirt. Uh, somebody did the Necroatomic Abominomicon and it was really gorgeous. <laughs> yes, I, I remember the day that Dingwell came in with your full oil painting of you. <laughs> like you're some type of like, uh, like, a, like a, a fucking royal or oh, yeah, something like I... that. Like a duke, the duke of Portland. And then I was, it's like, well, I had my painting commissioned, of course. It's like, oh, of course. We had to, we had to update the portraits, you see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny to have a gigantic oil painting of my head in the back of my store, looking yes. over everything. I forget that it's there, and then people paint point it out, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is fucking weird. That's real weird. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, Dingwell liked what? Manwich. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I I mean, don't knock it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a... always happy when like three people enjoy a creative thing that I have done. I'm like mm-hmm. fucking over, over the moon. I, I, I have done so many dumb creative things in my life that have been completely ignored that mm-hmm. like when I have three or four people that notice them and go that thing, it's fun. And it brings me joy that you did it. And I'm like, cool. Then there was a reason that I did it. Yeah. Exactly. It makes me really happy. 
I know that there's I, I only just, like five people that really religiously listen to the Funbox Monster podcast, but I know that they religiously listen to it and they <laughs> tell me about it and it makes me really happy. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I know I've, I've still had people send me pictures that they still have up that uh, Jordy LaForge thing I did. Oh my God. That was so good. I loved that. And I, I every once in a while, someone those. would be like, yeah that was a I'll, I'll talk about that actually yeah um so we did we did a star trek show for the store we used to do first friday themes oh my god we used to do big first friday art shows we tried right. you know we tried we put so I much did. shit into it oh my god remember the ghostbusters yeah. one when we reinvented ecto cooler and made a giant jug of it i do and i i remember we used to have the those two those two girls would show up and play Oh my god, Ma- uh, Mando Calrissian? Mando Calrissian, what was it? Yuke uh, was... Skywalker and Mando Uke Calrissian. Skywalker, Mando Calrissian, Because it was a ukulele and a mandolin. Yep. And they, and they were they were local local improv <laughs> improv comedians. They do 90s uh, alt-rock songs on uh, on ukuleles. They were delight. They were a I goddamn really, delight. I really enjoyed yeah, but we used to we used to yeah we used to recreate Ecto Cooler. We used to have people show up and play weird songs. We used to have hot dog carts. The whole nine yards. Like we really we tried. We we yeah. put like a real good effort in for a while. Uh, but we did do a Star Trek one, and then yeah. I decided to do like a like a Warhol esque uh, Jordy LaForge. Yeah, and uh, people seemed to really like it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting anything of it. I made like ten copies. Yep, and then I sold them all which I was very surprised yep. about. Um, and then it actually got to Will Wheaton and LeVar Burton on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And Will Wheaton like mess like tweeted at me. He was like, this fucking rules. dude." <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> so it, it took off for like yeah. a short period of time. I got like slightly Twitter famous for about 30 seconds. And then I got a lot of demands to do the rest of the crew. And I did the next generation crew. And then they're like, do the old one. And I said, no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Come on. Not. But I actually, I ended up selling a bunch online, which I was actually very happy about. And uh, that did pretty well for itself. I was happy about that. But yeah, like I was saying, every once in a while, someone will just send me a message being like, hey, that's still <laughs> up on my wall. You know? <laughs> nice. And I'm just, and, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, Isn't that crazy? I remember, <laughs> I remember too. This is, uh, I'll plug myself for a second here. Please do. Because I, I remember, I don't remember, no, I don't know if it was Star Trek. I don't remember what it was, but I remember there was another guy there who was like a shop guy who would come in and he always brought stuff in for the art show. And he got really pissed that I sold it out. And I, what? I don't remember his name, but I remember I was standing there and he was just like, whatever, man. He's like, my drawing's like way better. He's like, it's way better than this fucking thing. And he pointed at mine. <laughs> because <laughs> he wanted to know how many he had sold and we were like none <laughs> and i was just standing there and he's just like i don't you ever did this as a fucking asshole <laughs> like that and i was just like i'm that asshole <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know and i was just like okay well sorry i don't know Dude. listen anything else i almost nothing else i did connected and yeah. like you gotta take your hits <laughs> when they come okay it's so funny. It's like, it's, I've finally gotten to the point, I think, 
I'm going to say that I think that I've gotten to the point where I don't care anymore. Like I really honest to God don't care. Um, And I think that is like, that's probably the most amazing thing that has ever happened to me is that like now, like when I go in like now when like covered in bees records a record, we're like, we're doing it because we honest to God like what we're doing, we like hanging out with each other, and we want to have this thing done that we can listen to and go, look, we did this thing, and it was really fun, and that was with my friends, and I love it. And yeah. it, it's so weird, but it really, that is all that matters, and that is, it's so nice to be at that point, because there, so much of my life, I think, like so many people, uh, I've I've been like, Okay, and this is gonna be when I'm when I'm a professional now. Now, now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna sign on and I'm gonna fucking play drums for Hatebreed, you know. And we're gonna go on tour. And now I can do this, you know, <laughs> like and yeah. that kind of shit. And it's like, no, you live in Portland. You're not gonna do that. You didn't care enough to move to fucking California. If you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to do that for real, you would have moved to San Francisco. So you know, in the back of your head, that you, honest mm-hmm. to God, didn't want to do it. So what did you want to do? And the answer is I wanted to hang out with people I like, make fun things and have the fun thing done at the end. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I I don't know. It it feels like such a weirdly mature thing for me to even think out loud. Yeah. Cause I, well, we've, (laughs) we've talked in length about my own issues with that. Yes. Absolutely. But you're, but basically what you're saying is that you've also reached the point where it's like, it's you. Right. This is what you like. This yeah. is it. Like if someone doesn't like it, I don't give a shit because this is what I do. It's, I don't know. I don't know exactly how much I, how much I really practice that. I yeah. I hope that I, I hope that I really do. Um, there is a certain amount yeah. of that where it's like specifically actually right now, speaking of this, like with podcasts and things like that, with Funbox mm-hmm. Monster, which is the most orchestrated of the podcast, the rest of them are shooting the shit or talking about comics. This yep. this is just sort of us. Just, this is the shooting the shit. One. This yes. is the shooting the shit podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, hey man, we've tried to do some sort of format. It doesn't work. Um, I know. I can't stick to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but problem is, I'm too drunk. That's the I mean, that is the problem. <laughs> We're not drunk enough. Um, oh, this is Pepsi. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> And you're diabetic. Oh, um, <laughs> no, this, it really is like, I think the Funbox monster podcast were someone to just be like, that's not funny. You suck. And what you're doing is dumb. And you know, th- these are the reasons why it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go, yeah, it sucks that you don't get it, but okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I would take offense to it because I think I understand that there are, incredibly talented people who do things similar to that, that I'm like, I don't care for what you're doing. And I like you, you know what I mean? Like there are certain Mm -hmm. people that I'm like, I think of you as an incredibly talented comedian or, or whatever you do. And I'm like, but I'm, I'm not into this thing that you're doing right now. So, you know, I'll skip this. And the next thing you do, I'll check in, you know, and that it, it's nice. I, I I hope I hope that's really real. I haven't had I haven't had anyone aggressively come after me and be like, you know, your band sucks. 
this thing, <laughs> your book is terrible. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's the virtue. That's the, the one real redeeming factor of no one giving a shit. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. too many people start giving a shit, then there is going to be blowback where you're going to get a whole bunch of people going, Oh really? Well, fuck you. No, no, no. You're bad, and let me explain to you why you're so bad. Yeah. It's like, oh. do you have time? I'd like to tell you how bad you are. Mm, yeah, it's, it's like, like, what you sold no, no, three hundred? You sold three hundred albums. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punch that far down. How about we don't? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of uh, okay. of recording albums and doing terrible things, uh, this <laughs> week um, when we had to close down for uh, for our trace uh, COVID thing, I was mm-hmm. like. Uh, I actually recorded music this week for the oh, first really? time in forever. Uh, and it was for the, for that project that I've been putting off for, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years now mm-hmm. called rage against the mystery machine, which is the, <laughs> the Scooby-Doo songs that, uh, and so there, there's a couple of different permutations to this, but uh, I'm writing all songs that sound like those shitty Kirshner era bands that put songs mm-hmm. in Scooby Doo. So they're like, like uh, bubblegum pop, '60s, fake British accent songs. Uh, okay. But instead of being uh, innocuous like those were, where it was like Sweet Mary Sunshine, she's alright. Those, they're all like legitimate monster songs. Okay. So that they actually apply to Scooby-Doo. So that is my, that's my thing. And then, you know, eventually I'm probably going to do a couple of remakes of Rage Against the Machine songs with Scooby-Doo lyrics, but you know, (laughs) that's somewhere down the line. You know, it's it's down the road, baby. (laughs) But I was just glad to actually get something recorded for the first time in forever, I really like, I just yeah. sat down and actually recorded all of the music for a single song by myself, which I don't ever do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have my electronic kit. I have my, my setup to actually record. And I've just been mm-hmm. like, uh, this the quarantine and all this shit is just like so stressful that I'm not actually getting, you know, how everybody's like, if you don't leave this without another skill and a bit of a, you know, oh, a six God. pack and all this other shit. It's like, fuck those people. Yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> fuck those people, but I yeah. feel like I thought that I was going to be able to get something out of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought that I was going to be able to do one thing and I've got like six projects that I'm like, Ugh, this is not mm-hmm. going anywhere. I've got a screenplay. I've got, this. <laughs> I've got three comic yeah. scripts. I've got uh, a collection of short stories. I've got music. I've got all this shit that I'm like, I don't know that any of this is ever going to do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> like, this is 75% good. And I don't know if I have it in me to make it a hundred percent good. Ah, <sighs> I know. I feel like everything I've accomplished during the pandemic, for the most part, has been impermanent. Hmm. You know, like I grew, I grew a huge garden. You know, but that's gone. You know, like what I had you more do tomatoes. to it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> did you actually? Did you see the pit I did? I dug. I dig. <laughs> I dig pit. You, uh, you I dig pit. You see me dig pit. pit. 
Um, Me no. scared of virus. Me dig pit. Uh, <laughs> I'm hiding so, from the virus in a pit. All right. So when I when we bought this house, there was there was a garden there on the side of the house. The evidence they had tried. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> but it didn't work. And uh, we moved in that year. We tried planting stuff in there, but it, it did not grow. Like it was awful. So when the pandemic hit, uh, I, I was losing my mind at the beginning. Like for sure, I was just like, I was like, what does this all mean? Holy shit, the kids got to stay home. Like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like, they don't even have wild. a pit to play in. What are they going to do? They don't even have a, they need a fresh pit <laughs> to play in like all children do. And um, where am I going to put all my corpses? And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a garden. I was like, I'm going to do a garden this year. And my wife's like, oh, okay, that'll, that'll be fun. And I was like, yeah, we're going to grow our own seedlings and we're going to have a garden. And we did like, we actually, we grew, we had like 50 something seedling plants. We're doing it again this year. Um, But anyways, back to the garden on the side. I went out and looked at it and I was like, well, shit didn't grow last year. I want if the soil's all fucked up. And uh, I ended up digging probably three feet down. I want to say 10 feet by 20 feet. Jesus. Hole <laughs> is what I did. And uh, I know it worked. It, and uh, side effect, um, when I did end up seeing one of my friends again over the summer, he went, when the fuck did you get jacked? <laughs> Just like that. I went, and I went, oh, I've been digging a pit. <laughs> I dug a <laughs> That's all hole. the exercise you need. <laughs> That's it. It was my digging a pit depression uh, exercise routine that I had started at the beginning of the pandemic. But what I had found out was that the soil sucked. Yeah, I'm sure it, it was. I dug down and then it started getting sandy, like six inches down. So I dug down super deep. Um, I started making my own compost. Um, I had the kids and like anytime we had food scraps, I'd throw it in the pit. Um, we And leaves because I started watching YouTube videos. I like this guy in Australia. Like I worshipped him for like a month. Oh my God. My wife watches that fucking crazy Australian. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, what? Yeah. So Has, I did that. Hold on. Just to pause for two seconds. Yeah. Was he attacked by a shark? What is up with the gigantic fucking scar on that guy's arm? Don't worry about it. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> He's a legend. I see a, I see a fucking... Listen, I see an Australian with a massive scar, and I'm like, this guy wrestled an alligator. No, that's standard issue. Now, you've seen the animals in Australia. That shit's Yeah, absolutely. Standard. They have, like, cart... That's, like, uh, heavy metal-type creatures live in Australia. <laughs> like, there's no... Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's a place of fantasy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did that. Uh, I made... Three raised beds. I because I started like chopping down trees in my backyard because there was just like a ton of like old trees back huh. there. And I found out that the previous owners, when they did their remodel, um, they had just thrown all their wood in the woods, like big planks of wood. So I started pulling them out of the woods because they were full of nails. So I didn't want the kids going back there. No. And uh, I pulled them out. I saw that some were salvageable. Hmm. I pulled them out. I'm dead serious. I did all this. I went absolutely batshit crazy. Um, I pulled them out. Like I had some tools left over. Like I sanded them all down. Uh, got Jesus. some screws, cut them up. Yeah. I had like a circular saw and a bunch of no, shit this, out here. This and is a I, cry for help. I made a bunch of raised beds. I bought a bunch of dirt from the nursery down the street. 
and I had a fucking banger of a garden. <laughs> Chad, you know year. that they sell lettuce at the store, right? I do. I it's do. Like, it's like two bucks a head. It's really not I that know. big a deal. I've made, you know, I, my wife really wanted chickens and I made the argument that like, there's like a cooler full of fucking eggs down the street. So why do I need chickens? <laughs> and here oh. I am with like 20, like my house is surrounded by tomato plants and I'm just like making pasta sauce and salsa nonstop. Yeah, as you should be. It Honestly, I think it's amazing. It, it drives me up a fucking wall to see so much space i'm angry because because we live in a condo we it's a co-op yeah. so everybody right. has a say and the fact that there is like there's land behind our place that nobody uses for anything like you can go out there but it's not big enough for anybody to do anything and people are like mm -hmm. we've got gardenias or whatever and it's like who fucking cares this should be food why are we wasting this space not yeah, growing food. It seems insane. It's shockingly easy. Yeah. I think is the other thing too. The, actually, the hardest part is actually the seedlings. Yeah. Because those things can, they're so touch and go and you got to keep an eye on them and move them around and put them in the sunlight, take them out of the sunlight, put them in the wind and take them out of the wind. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you can grow all, you can grow all that stuff inside. You can. That's what I'm doing. I, I have a, I bought a wire rack system. That's actually I have a because I have a bay window, mm -hmm. and I just have trays in there right now. And I'm actually gonna I'm gonna move a bunch of stuff tomorrow because uh, that's my world now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I we had too many tomato plants, and like I just started like planting them in different areas just to see what would happen. That was how many tomato plants I had. Yeah, I was just like, why not? Know, let's see what happens. Maybe if they do better over here, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, like. I have two two compost bins going outside my house right now. Like I, I like literally like developed a whole system, where like mulching leaves, breaking them down. I have a I made a thing out of pallets to put the dead leaves in, so that when you go to put the compost in, you take the dead leaves and you mix those together, and that helps it go faster. And it's like, Chad, I got yeah. If you start pickling things and get a mustache. I don't know I if we wait. can be friends anymore. <laughs> oh, you wait. You're going to love those pickles. It, you know what? I'll love the pickles. As long as you don't wax the mustache, we'll be fine. Well, you remember when I grew a mustache and the pandemic started? It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. I'll never go back. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I, I, that was that was like a thing where everyone was just like, let's grow a mustache for the pandemic. And then when it's over, we'll shave it. And then we realized how long this was going to be. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, oh, no, I just, I got to get rid of this mustache. Yeah. I remember like bit being angry when I saw myself in the mirror, uh, and my wife was like, "It's fine," and I was like, "It's not fine." <laughs> it's like this is not okay. I'm getting rid of this thing. Have you seen David when he has a mustache? Yes. David grows the most perfectly Tom Selleckian. Like it is a. It's a specific type of mustache that I, yeah. you rarely see uh, a person capable of growing. Like I certainly mm -hmm. could not grow one of those. I, I don't think that I have the, the, the surface area to make that work mm -hmm. that way. I, I don't know if there's, there's a special technique to it, but man, it is nearly upsetting. I, I kind of yeah. hate it. Uh, but also, I respect it. <laughs> it's sort of a, it's a combination. He pulls it off, though. He pulls it off. He though. does. I, I feel like, 
I'm a beard guy. If I don't have a beard, I shouldn't have anything else. And that is, I'm either plain shaven or beard. Yeah. Uh, don't fuck around in between. Yeah. That's, that's where I've decided at, through experimentation. I have decided that that is where I lie. David, yeah. however, can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's weird how he can get away with that. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you can do it, do it. You know. I guess. It's still weird. Mustaches are still fucking weird. Either, no matter it how you cut weird. it. I didn't like it. It, it. Like I said, it made me actually very angry. <laughs> Just having it. Uh, it all I was goes back. I, I, I think Tony was doing it at the time, too. And I thought Tony actually looked okay. Tony seems like he could <laughs> yeah. probably pull it off. It seems yeah, like Tony would look like I, a fucking cop with a mustache. He definitely pulled me over and asked me for my registration. Okay, I yeah, I see, I, that, like, I don't like that. I was uh, like, this is unnecessary. And he said, I'll do the talking here. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely seems like he would look like a cop with a mustache. And then he and, shot me. Which and is then the he shot you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the, uh, yeah, see, it goes back for me to that Vandal song uh, about about mustaches and authority figures. About mm-hmm. how, you know, and I don't like it. that's fair the mustache is authority the world is run by assholes they try to run our lives from their golden mustache castles you know truer truer words were never spoken that's true also vandals live fast diarrhea is the greatest punk rock album of all time (laughs) you heard it here first folks Go down to your local store and say, give me live fast diarrhea. Live fast diarrhea. They'll say, uh... (laughs) Say it at Bull Moose and they'll go, what's a record? (laughs) But yeah, I I actually went full garden crazy. I think that was probably... That was probably my skill that I picked up over the time. Actually, no, I I did start doing photography too. But that's honestly, that's pretty great. I mean, as far as something to do, like if I had the space, gardening is something that is calming. It's, you know, yes, it's restorative. It's you're doing something, you're doing something positive mm-hmm. in the world. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it's cool. It's funny. I, I was just, I was talking to one of my, you know, Doug, a uh, guitar yeah. player of Covered in Bees, Doug. A man of many hats. A Doug, uh, yeah. a man of many hats, an ungodly yeah. talented musician and very creative, wonderful person, but you know can never get like a real job because he's too creative, and so he mm-hmm. always winds up in food service. And he was always like, you know, fuck me, I'm you know I'm making burritos for a living. Who gives a shit? And I was like, you literally have like kind of the only job of any person I know that is a zero karma. It's like completely <laughs> karma neutral. You're yeah. you're feeding people, you're handing it to them in, you know, like it's, you know, you're not wasting anything. It's in a fucking piece of tinfoil that can, you know, that's like about as inoffensive as a thing gets. It's healthy mm-hmm. food. You're not hurting them. They're like, if they eat it, it's not like they're eating McDonald's food. It's mostly plant-based. It's like, you know, you're doing okay yeah. for the, for the world. It's like kind of it's the only job that you shouldn't feel guilty about. I understand the stigma that humanity puts on 
people who are working food service because America is full of fucking dickheads and they love to put <laughs> stigma on things that doesn't that don't fucking yes. deserve it. But it's like honest livings are dumb uh, people livings. Right. Somehow. Uh, right. Growing up, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean my both my parents were scholars of a sort. My mother had a master's degree, my father had a PhD from Harvard. Uh, mm-hmm. and basically I never wanted to go into intelligentsia shit. I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be a teacher. I never wanted mm-hmm. to do anything that involved being uh, just smart for smart sake kind of shit that seemed to be kind of what was going on in the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they always made me feel bad about the, idea. they were like, Oh, you don't want to go to college. You don't want to do this. What do you want to like? repair cars for a living what it like 60 bucks an hour yeah i fucking do damn it why didn't you <laughs> let me do that <laughs> like i wish i'd learned how to fix a fucking car like Actually, I, what's, what's i would funny trade every piece of shakespeare <laughs> for the ability <laughs> to fix a car i know it's funny too because uh my my dad was a um, uh the opposite of that he was a well i say that that only in the in the in the way that we're talking about how things are viewed Right. Um, he was a master plumber. Yes. That was his job. You know, he was freelance, you know, independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time he got a job working for a big company, he would get pissed off, tell him to go fuck himself and walk yep. out. You know, <laughs> not great for a career, but, mm. you know, he could sleep at night. Um, but fuck, man. You know, when he when he was doing it, when he was like fully committed to it. Yeah, Shit, that was money. I mean, he was plumbing in the nineties, dude. dude you know? it's insane money. A master plumber can make so much money, so, so right. much money. And that was always the thing. Like he would like go hard and go hard and go hard over the summer, and then be like, hey, "I'm not working." Yeah, <laughs> you know, just be like, and, and that's the thing is like he did what he wanted to do, and he was going to do it. And no one's going to tell him otherwise, whether it was to his detriment or not. Right. But I mean, if like. Someone was just like, and I, I know I saw it because pe- those people would end up having like huge businesses. Like, uh, he was there, he was working for, uh, you've probably seen them around Portland, Johnson and Jordan. Yep. Yeah. He was there at the beginning. Yeah. You know, that's crazy when they started that thing up and now they're massive, you know? Yeah. But like there's a part of me cause he was just like, do you want to be a plumber like me? And me and my brother were like, no, you go in septic tanks. <laughs> I mean, you I know? get that part. Certainly. Right. And, you, and we're just like, no, you deal with poop. Like, we don't want to deal with that. Like, <laughs> gross, dad. You know, not at the time knowing like, oh, I could buy a house when I'm 21. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just I like mean, that type of shit. But it's funny. Like, I mean, no I, shame in the trade game, man. No, no shame at all. No, none. It's I mean, and I think that people are finally starting to come around to it. Like I'm seeing people who are even late in life who were like college people who were like, Oh, okay. You know, I got to make sure that I get my English degree for whatever fucking reason. I have literally no idea. And then they go, mm-hmm. wait, I should really learn carpentry. Like, what am I doing? Right. I'm going to SMCC or whatever. And I'm going to learn a real trade because that's, exactly. those are the people who fucking matter in the world. And, and regardless of anything else, if, society fucking crumbles. If you can Mm -hmm. build a house, 
you are more valuable than someone who can translate from medieval Scottish. I'm sorry. You really are. Like, <laughs> it's fun that you can do that. You know, if you've got like, oh, I, I really, I'm great at analyzing Chaucer. I can do, mm-hmm. I can analyze the shit out of some Chaucer. That's cool. We're going to eat you first. So yeah, that's great. And the fucking plumber, guess what? He's going <laughs> to, he gets to sit on We're the fucking, <laughs> yeah, he gets to sit up there and he yeah. gets food and you guys are going to be food because fuck I, you. Yeah. There's like a, there's a John Mulaney joke about that basically being like, you know, here's like all the things that he's useful for. He's not useful in anything. That's right. a value. You know, he's just like, it's like tire falls off the car and the mechanic shows up finally you know the roadside guy to fix the tire and I, he's over there being like hey does anyone need any information about season five of the cosby show <laughs> no never okay well okay. i'll stand over here and be useless yep you know, like, i mean it's not wrong it really is that but it's it's sad. It's sad how little respect I ever had for all of that stuff too. Where I wish I I wish I'd paid more attention. Like one mm-hmm. of my one of my best friends growing up, his father was a master plumber and yeah. and he learned everything. His his father was not only a master plumber, but he was also a carpenter and all of these other things. So he yeah. learned how to do everything. And yeah. he now has incredible skills. It sucks though because uh, Bill, because of having these amazing skills, it's like having a pickup truck. Um, like even I <laughs> yep. who love him to death and he's one of my best friends and I don't ever want to put any kind of pressure on him for anything. I ask him for shit all the time and I have mm. forever and I don't even notice it when I'm doing it. I'm like, cause it's like, Hey, we could hang out. You could come help me build the deck, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't, I have yet to say that, but I mean, like he has built, he's built all of his sister's homes. He's, I think he's built one of his sister's multiple homes, you know, like he, he does all of these things and it, it, it sucks because that the way that I exist in the world is Mm -hmm. project based. I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like the reason (laughs) that we actually get to hang out is because it's a, it's a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I operate in a world that's like, oh, what are we doing? Are we, you know, we're making a movie? Cool. Now we're going to hang out for six months and make a fucking movie or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're going to do this thing. And so all of my friends, I basically had to hire them, <laughs> you know, for my <laughs> store or, you know, or yeah. form a band with them or or do whatever. You know, like uh, Damien Maffe, I don't see ever. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll write a movie and we'll do it. We'll do a movie. And so now yeah. I'm writing this fucking movie for Damien that I'm like, cool. Now we can hang out as soon as I get this thing written. Then I can mm-hmm. go hang out with this guy for, you know, a couple of months or whatever. You have, you have project hangout with Damien in effect right now. But that's the thing is that yeah. that's, that's how I that's how I do everything is it's it's yeah. all about. It's all about this kind of stuff. It's like I don't I don't really know how to just be like, let's because I never drank really. Like mm-hmm. only, only within the last 10 years have I had, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> exactly. No I mean, and <laughs> I only in the last 10 years have I started drinking at all. And, you know, I have friends mm-hmm. like Sean who like 
I can't exist in their world without drinking. So I kind of just like, sure, this is where I'm reserving my drinking for is when I hang out with Sean. Um, yeah. And even then he's like, what, two fucking scotches? Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Come on. Keep going. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I can't handle it. I, yeah. I can't. Ha- I'm not. I'm not good at drinking. It turns out. <laughs> no matter how Irish I am, I just am not good at drinking. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I I, I don't, don't know. know I don't know how to have adult friends. I don't know if that's a. I think that's a common thing. Uh, it's it's very common amongst men. Very common amongst adult adult men. Of course, but you know, I have I have these same conversations with my wife. But I think she definitely has more just hangouts with her friends and and i would say she has mostly different friends now than she did when she was younger and that's also something that happened when we had kids right you know that's a big thing too because almost no none none of my friends had kids and no 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 shade whatsoever thrown in anyone's direction but Oh, we you know. wouldn't take that shade anyway, so don't worry about it. Uh, no, exactly. We're, we're you too know busy I mean? feeling bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's a gift. Our, uh, <laughs> our, our dual income, no kids, uh, massive oh. massive piles of cash are just like, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? I can't hear you over <laughs> yes, all this money. A, it's a flaming mouse situation. <laughs> I'm like, you just lost yourself a friend. <laughs> What's that, Chad? We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> we're too busy making money and traveling. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, I I remember I remember I went over to uh, Kyle's house. Uh, yeah, Liz Prince's husband. Yeah, yeah. And um, we were over there, and I was just like, he wanted to have a barbecue, and he wanted to invite all his friends up. And I said, Yeah, I'll come. I was like, um, Is it okay if my kids come? And he was like, What? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So out of like twenty people there. The only kids that are there are my two kids, mm-hmm. you know, and thankfully everyone was super cool to them. Yeah. Which was awesome because there's definitely been like two types of people where it's just like people who see my kids and just treat them like shit because they're mad that kids are there, <laughs> you know, because like I've made the decision not to have kids. Damn it. No this was supposed to be an orgy. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> you that. Fucked this like, I'm offended by the presence. You fucked children. everything up. But then mostly, I would say most people have been very nice to them and like very, you know, very giving to them. So I, I definitely appreciate that. But it was funny when Kyle sat me down eventually. He was just like, it's so fucking weird that you have kids. And he goes, everyone I know is like a 35-year-old man baby, but here you are walking in with two children. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it must be pretty cool to be a 35-year-old man baby. And I was like... Well, I mean, speaking of, I mean, you you know Jason uh, LaFrance. Of like, course. A uh, good friend of ours and uh, yeah. and and his wife. We we invite them over for things, you know, in the, in the before times. And they were always like, oh, is it okay? You know, like we're doing something at the store and it was like having a party there or whatever. And... Yeah. Like, oh, is it okay if if our I, I guess I shouldn't say names of children on on air, but is it okay if our kid comes? And we're always like, yes, this is fucking awesome. And it turns out that I hang out with their kid and play Mario Kart for like half the party, and it's like this rules. Yeah. It's like I, you know, 
I don't hate kids. I hate the responsibility of kids. Like, I love yeah. the grandfather thing. I love this, like... Other, other people's kids are fun. Other people's kids are fucking awesome, because it's like, oh, cool, yeah. I can influence these children, and I can tell them things, and they'll remember weird shit that I say to them forever in their <laughs> lives. And they'll be like, yeah. remember that weird thing that he said? And they'll be like, I'm fucking 46 years old, and I still can't forget that story that he told me, you know? About the guy yeah. that got the earwig in his ear, and then it went into his brain. You know, it's funny. I can't. It's stuck there for forget? the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, like I remember before the pandemic started, I uh, I met up with a bunch of people, and like our family was supposed to go, but then my youngest had a meltdown, and so I just took my oldest. So she was like six at the time, and we went bowling. Yeah, and I showed up with my six-year-old, and everyone else was, you know, my age. And they were just like, we're going to bowl. And I went, okay, she's, she's going to play with us. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucking crushed him. <laughs> but she was like, so excited. She was just like, wow, this is so cool. You know, like, this is what adult parties are like. like, you know? Yes. Yeah. And like, I ordered ice cream so we could have ice cream and bowl at the same time. And she was like, oh shit. You know, <laughs> like, this is so cool. My God, the decadence. Yes. This <laughs> child is luxury. <laughs> this is power and influence. Yes. This is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First you get the ice cream, then you get the bowling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you get to use the dinosaur ramp, which makes you <laughs> oh, better than everyone. <laughs> that's true. That is, that is a that's a definite advantage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She crushed the drunk girls that were there with us, for sure. Just <laughs> just obliterated them. That's they even said that. They were just like, this six-year-old is kicking our ass. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, she is. You know, maybe she is destroying you both. Maybe you need to look deep inside yourself and see why that is, perhaps. Maybe you need to find the inner six-year-old within you. And put up the dinosaur ramps <laughs> when you bowl. Yeah. Yeah, we started putting the bumpers up for him halfway through, and they were just like, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, come on. I would be thrilled. Uh, honestly, I would love to bowl with the bumpers up. In fact, now that I think about it, the next time I go bowling, I'm putting the fucking bumpers up because I suck. Bull bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's fine. Losers. I think the bumpers should go up for all amateurs. I think, I think it would be much more fun for all of us. Although I You're think that we all we all throw the ball hard enough that it would fly over those fucking bumpers. So maybe that's a bad idea. I hope so. Ooh, God, the number of <laughs> times so. that I've bowled with people and like the ball has gone three lanes over. Oof. I don't know. I can't I can't imagine that's the... hard to do. Ooh, that's hard to do. Is it? <laughs> I would think so. You I don't would know. think so, wouldn't you? But I would. It's not. <laughs> it's not all that hard. Uh, yeah. All you need to do is just not really know what you're doing. <laughs> and then you just go, oopsie. Have a, have a decent <laughs> arm and not know what you're doing. And uh, yeah. Just let her fly. <laughs> let her fly. <laughs> oh. Let this 14-pound ball fuck death machine just go in the air. Oh, oh hold the phone. Who in the what? fuck? What? You need to get out of Maine. I don't know what's going on with you and your 14-pound ball. Johnny doesn't bowl like a Mainer. Uh, around, oh, these parts, around these parts, we bowl candle pin, son. 
Candle pin. I bowled candle pin too. I've done both, man. <laughs> Bowling sucks. I I don't know. I've probably told you this before, but I have this. I have always had this fear of the holes in bowling balls. Okay. About breaking my fingers. Why? The idea that I would let go of the ball in the wrong way, they'd get caught and snap backwards. But you would know if they fit before you did it. What? No, they have to fit in in order for them to break off. They have to fit in order to break. Yeah, but you would know if it was too tight. No, even if it's loose, you could still do that. No. Yeah, it's like curb stomping (laughs) your fingers. Okay, so so hold hold the... Well, it's even funnier that you say that this is impossible because I've had this fear forever and it's made me never want to bowl. And so I, I don't... I usually just candle pin. I don't... I don't big ball bowl very often. Um, Okay. And I was convinced to do big ball bowling by someone. And the party we were with, I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this. Okay. This one fits. This is fine. And I, I start bowling. And in the middle of this, I don't explain my fear to anyone sitting there. I am related a story by one of the people that I'm there with about how her sister or her friend or something like that was bowling with her and broke both of her fingers in a bowling ball because she rolled it the wrong way. And it just went over and caught her fingers. The ball kind of went like that, just kind of snapped her fingers. And I was like, fuck you. How dare you? How did they do that? (laughs) That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, listen, okay, so you're holding the ball like you would normally hold a ball. Say yeah. say you're holding it up like this, and then I'm you bring, and then you bring it back right. and then you you stop your hand, the ball keeps going, your fingers are in the holes. Snappo. No. Yes. Yes. I just, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see how you can't see it. It's so what? possible. Because it's a fluid motion. Like, I don't understand. I I feel like they did something else. (laughs) It's only a fluid motion if you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Hence my fear. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, the idea that you're going to put your fingers in this ball and you're just going to go, like, like, I don't know, like all fucking cartoon Fred Flintstone type bowling maneuver you're just talking you were talking to someone who just admitted throwing a ball across three lanes jesus Um, christ you know what don't bowl (laughs) just don't do it (laughs) stick the candle pin please oh i will oh believe me i will i don't i do not like it at all it it gives me the heebie-jeebies that's so funny yeah, I know. I've definitely done both, and I, I'm perfectly fine with both of them. And but not I, to mention my fear of being Fred Flintstoned down the down the alley, where you know you can't let go and your fingers get stuck. So you throw yeah. the ball, and then the motion of the ball carries you forward, and you yourself uh-huh. slide all the way down the lane and knock over the yep. pins, and then you're brought up in the pin return, crushed into a small pin, and placed there yep. for the next bowler. I don't want wow. that to happen either. I mean, that's technically a stare. Yeah, I know. And that counts towards your next frame. 
but I'm not going to be there. So the next person's <laughs> going to get that. That's so unfair. It's just well, one of one of the major unfair parts why, of bowling. That's why you got to let go of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble letting go, Chad. <laughs> this this is wild to me. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Fears are irrational. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I'm sorry. I was just trying to imagine. Some the people are afraid of seagulls. Trying. Give me a break. But also, again, I then literally had someone explain how it happened to someone else that they knew. It just sounds so stupid. Like I just can't. <laughs> like, I'm not I've saying thrown it's not so stupid. many bowling balls. I've thrown so many bowling balls. And I'm brag. Because like I was a part of a league for like a summer. Brag. Double brag. Yeah, humble. Hey, we won too. Oh. All right. We found out we found out we weren't getting trophies, so we had our own made. Uh. <laughs> it pissed off the other teams so much they were like, "That's disrespectful." And I was like, "We are the winners." <laughs> and I was like, "Winners get trophies." God damn it! Just stole something from the bowling alley and just glued it to something else and painted it silver. Yeah. I just, I just smashed the case and took what it, that did a smash and grab up the front nice. and took up. I was I hoping was like, just, winner. just hot glued some shoes together and then spray painted them with gold paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, there was a point actually before the pandemic started that I was actually debating on trying to get really, really good at bowling. Whoa. Yeah. Weird. Because I do okay. Hmm. Right now, like I do okay. Like I, you know, I can consistently get over 100. No problem there. But I was like, definitely like watching videos about like the, the oil patterns, and things like that. Like trying to figure out how to spin it better and like the whole nine yards. Like, I was thinking about it. I almost got seriously into it, and then like everything shut down, and I took it as a sign of maybe I shouldn't give it the ball. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> it's funny. Um, I'll tend to the earth instead. <laughs> I'm gonna go dig a pit. One of the one of the few times that I've actually done big ball bowling. I mm-hmm. did so well. It was yeah. insane. Like it was the definition of beginner's luck. Like for some <laughs> reason I bowled multiple strikes, like strike after yeah. strike after strike. I cannot I wish I had taken down what my score was. In my mind I remember it being over 200 and I was like that's very good. Like really good. But yeah. and I definitely beat everybody that we were with, and I can I am terrible at bowling. Something <laughs> happened, some like just some cosmic thing happened where for yeah. some reason I was not terrible this one time. And I have yeah, you know, four witnesses that I <laughs> that I did this, and I still don't understand why. It just was like I was good for this one time and never again. What's shocking to me is that you'd actually probably be a very good bowler because you have so much upper arm strength from drumming and screen printing that I can only yeah. imagine that you can throw these balls with such force. <laughs> but if you got like a certain level of accuracy down, you'd probably be vicious at this game. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. This one time I was very good though. So who knows? Maybe maybe it's my maybe that was my real calling in this world. Maybe if you just got out of the way of your fears, you could have been a real bowler. 
I don't You're know too that. Too busy about break. Too worried about breaking your fingers. <laughs> I know. Well, it's really funny. Uh, the, fucking the guy that used to work at the other comic shop was like a world class bowler. So, uh, Jonesy, Chris Jones. Oh, that's right. He's like yeah, he was like a like a legit like made real fucking money. Like he was like yeah. winning tournaments and like yeah. like legitimate competitor for a while like i if i'm not mistaken i think he won 10 grand once if i believe I, it if i i may be making that up but i remember something where he was like he had some sort of thing that he was doing and he was like and i got this thing and i was like what what <laughs> you can make money bowling <laughs> that doesn't seem right yeah as it turns out everyone's afraid of breaking their fingers it so turns out no, nobody'll do it <laughs> <laughs> the world needed somebody to bowl and just nobody wants to do it. <laughs> so I got showed up and I did it. <laughs> That's my Chris Jones impersonation. I gotta don't do it. That is not at all what Jonesy <laughs> sounds I like. I showed up but I needed. <laughs> Does not sound like Jonesy at all. Uh no. shit. Oh my god. Crazy. Well, we've been doing this for an hour and 25 minutes and we haven't said anything of substance. So I think that I think that we get well, I've I've said a lot of things of substance. <laughs> I disagree. We get a... I told everyone about how I dug a pit. Oh, that is true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I sent a picture of it to my brother and he went, "So, how are things going, buddy? <laughs> Will so, you bury <laughs> You okay?" <laughs> and I just I said back, "I'm burying my social life. I'll talk to you later." <laughs> rough yeah yeah rough. it was it was a strange time it was a strange time in my life and everybody's life we all reacted differently i dug a hole yes as it, as it turns out great for your shoulders it, so. it is it's really good for yeah. your shoulders my wife got in it too she started digging and she was like this is actually kind of great like, <laughs> oh. like, just you know, to, like she gets real amped up whenever we start doing physical labor. <laughs> you know, she's Chad, like, I... a hole is a good place to bury your feelings. And you know what, Tristan? Hmm? I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> I, did. I buried a lot of them there and they helped my tomatoes grow. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Making a hole. Good time. What for? Yeah. Well, More digging. <laughs> Digging a hole. Just, oh, it's an old-fashioned hole digging. <laughs> By God, it's been a while. By gar. By gar. Oh, shit. All right, yeah. Chad. Yeah, tune in next week for the Coast City Gardening Podcast where we're going to go over. <laughs> next time we'll talk about something real. Don't don't abandon us because of this one. Uh, I'm trying to get... We're trying to get back in the swing, man. I Are we? I don't know. I don't fucking know what's going okay. on. Okay. <laughs> I figure Listen, you'll be next... back in the back in the store for at least the maybe the next one. Maybe. If everything's cool, yeah. Yeah. So that'd be good. Yeah. Awesome. Um I'll tell you, why don't we do um well we could do a Falcon Winter Soldier recap for the next one. Sure. Why not? Last, the last episode'll be out by then. I'll try and watch them. <laughs> if not, you can just pretend like you did and I'll just be like, Tristan, that those scenes never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I discovered something really disturbing. Okay. Um, Baron Zemo looks exactly like Mushmouth from Fat Albert. 
They have the same person. They have the same hat. <laughs> this so, is true. I just thought that I would share that with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Zemo is a delight in this show, by the way. Okay. I mean, Mushmouth was a delight in the Fat Albert show, so I, so, I can see just why. another thing they have in common. <laughs> Iba Ken and Siba Waiba. <laughs> and we've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Exactly. You know? And with all the exactly. terrible things that Bill Cosby did, you know, he could easily be <laughs> some sort of evil Hydra agent. He was likely a Hydra agent. Yeah, I so, would say that's true. there you go. It, it all <laughs> makes sense. Oh, good God, <laughs> And y'all. on that note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> had to end on an up note. Anyway, Chad, yeah. thank you so much for, for doing this. And uh, yeah. Thank you. I'll uh, I'll see you next week and uh, we'll talk about something. I don't know what. Okay. It'll be something good. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. Good night. All right. Bye.